Congratulations, it's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T, okay? You already know what it is. It's another episode of the Congratulations Podcast where I hype up my guests and my fans. I don't like, I don't have fans, I'm sorry. I can't, I don't know why I said that. Confidants. You're my confidants because I trust you and you trust me. And that, also I just feel weird saying fans. I don't have fans. Um, but thank you for following my work. Anyways, I'm in one of those moods. But it's a good day um, because I have some good news to share. It's been honestly ups and downs all the time. I'm starting to realize like, like that's the point. Like anytime I'm not experiencing ups and downs, I start to feel like something's wrong. Um, but some new things that are going on that um, since I've recorded this episode, learning Spanish, I mean, I know that most people already speak Spanish and you're like, Teresa, you live in California, how the F did you not learn Spanish? I don't know, I guess I only picked up here and there, but I never sat down to learn it. So um, I'm doing a very basic Duolingo, but I have been doing it every day because I realized that like... I just miss learning. I really do. So next, I don't know. Tell me what I should learn next. Um, Apparently when I'm not using my brain and learning and stuck in quarantine, I can only rant about the singularity to the point where I am incoherent to anybody else outside of myself. So I really need to just learn more languages (laughs) to communicate better. Anyways, it is July 28th. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, which means this is the end of the 30-day challenge. Okay, very exciting because a bunch of you told me you had things you wanted to do. You know, I had someone, one of the confidants shared that you wanted to make salmon for your wife. Did you do it? Mm. I did start a Discord where we can discuss, but you know, most of you are pretty on top of it. I talked to my twin sister who wants to be getting rid of exponentially more things every day. Honestly, there's nothing she can't do. Every time she says she wants to do something, she does. When we were little, she was like, I want to be a model. And she, I did it with her for fun, like took photos and set them into Ford modeling. Did not ever hear back, but she actually really wanted to be a model. And I was just wanting to hang out with my sister. So then she kept trying and she did actually end up becoming a model. Like she, you, you went to like an agency and, and signed, I think she was with, whatever, it doesn't matter. Next models, big one. Um, so she wanted to get rid of stuff every day for a month. And you know what? Gotta hand it to her, everything she sets out to do, she does. So congratulations to Jen. Um, she's also a musician, so you guys can follow her at DJ. Sorry, it's at Housecat. She's a DJ, but it's H-H-A-U-S-K-A-U-T. I'll put it in the footnotes. Um, reminder, you can always check out the footnotes by going to the Discord. Um, and my 30-day challenge, yeah, can you tell I've been procrastinating staying it? So the truth is I, at the time of recording this, have not yet made the curtains, okay? But... I wanted to get this episode in on time. So I fully intend to put up the curtains. I will let you know next week if it happened. Um, And if it does happen, I will definitely post it before this episode comes out on July 28th. So you know that I'm not cheating. But I've fixed my machine. I've cleared out my studio so that I can actually sew. And um, all I need to do is like sit down, pick fabric and do it, which shouldn't be too hard. But as they say, these things uh, seem to uh, always take forever. So we'll, I'll let you know next week if I do it. But that means the rest of you have another week to finish your whatever it is you said you wanted to do. So I urge you to do it even if you didn't make the 30-day cutoff. Um, now I want to congratulate a few other folks in the community. Okay, this is a big, big week for congratulations. Uh, by the time this comes out, some of these news will be uh, from like one or two weeks ago. But congratulations to Babs Gray, okay, my ride-or-die comedy quarantine co-host from the pandemic. 
I say ride or die because we literally were mostly die. Uh, it was a lot of struggle city through that, and it helped to have someone. Uh, and then eventually, Dom Jellen joined in as well. Most of you are familiar if you watched any of our live streams, the over 100 that we did. Um, but truly, it was just really nice to have someone to connect to. It ended up start, it started out as Babs and I were both interested in throwing some sort of live charity stream very, very first week of lockdown. And I reached out to her and said, hey, let's work together. And it turned into this like really nice way to connect. So I bring her up because she, if you guys haven't heard of her, uh, started the Free Britney movement with um, her other her other podcast co-host Tess Barker who's also a very funny comedian um and they just came out with this docu-series called um Toxic the Britney Spears story and you have to listen to it it's so good I mean even if you're not following the hashtag free Britney movement it will explain everything from start to finish and it's done really well they're very funny you can tell they're passionate I mean I'm obviously biased because I know them personally but let me just tell you it's very authentic and to the point where they even call themselves out at one point. They have Perez Hilton on in an episode where they talk, ask him about, you know, how what are his thoughts now looking back on how he contributed to sort of shaming Britney and exploiting her. And he says, you know, well, um, what are you guys doing in a way you're exploiting her too with this pod? You know, you're not her. And I think their response is just so, like, elegant um, because they're just authentic. They're like, yeah, we don't know, but we – We've lost ourselves many times if we should do this. And, you know, for the record, I personally, Teresa, don't feel they're exploiting at all. Like, it's actually probably because they, they're very respectful in talking to people and there's no, like, they're shedding light on something that I actually think helped, helped to get it out there. And then obviously Brittany now has spoken up. But when they started doing this, like, they were really just trying to get her truth. So please check out that podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. It's called Toxic. Just look it up. You'll find it. Um, congratulations. Oh, and also Babs was guest number 12 of you guys. It's been a minute, but if you're a latecomer to the pod and you want to listen to her episode, she did her confession way back in the first year of You Can Tell Me Anything. She's guest number 12. And congratulations to Hannah Einbinder. She's also a former guest, um, but now a star of the show Hacks. You can um, watch Hacks on HBO Max. Uh, I want to congratulate her because she got a freaking Emmy nomination for her performance. That's fucking rad congratulations hannah uh and then i mean emmy noms came out every year i feel like it just becomes like i don't even i used to be like so excited when someone i knew got it because you know genuinely wanted to congratulate them now i feel like it's weirdly boastful to tag them online but i truly am so happy whenever i see someone post they got a nomination um so just a couple quick shout outs uh to some great comedy friends who like are just crushing it i mean bow and yang i mean iconic historical Emmy nom for his work on SNL, uh, Brennan Scannell Emmy nomination as well. Um, and then finally, I just want to congratulate Marcella Argrello, who is on the podcast as guest number 43, who has her own podcast now. Marcella is one of like the funniest people I know. She's just like genuinely inside and out. I know that sounds so lame to say. I prob- Here's the thing. I compliment everyone, but they're different compliments, okay? That's how you know they're genuine. It's called The Scroll Down. She's co-hosted with Nicole Thurman. You can uh, you can listen to it, subscribe to it, definitely check it out. She is just so funny, so authentic. Um, if you guys haven't listened to her episode, it's a really good one, number 43. I love Marcella so much because when I first moved to L.A., I just remember going to, like, one of my first open mics in, like, a dingy bar. I think it was Silver Lake Lounge. And Marcella and everyone it was just, like, not everyone was bad, but it was a lot of mm, 
a lot of angry guys who not okay look not mad at guys just and like a lot of angry open my comics let's just say that Marcella comes up crushes it it's so funny has this like just presence that I'm like oh my god she's amazing I love her and uh my first impression was correct okay so thank you so much Scorpios do be knowing all right <laughs> this intro is so long so I'm just gonna tie it up by reading a quick this day in the past okay congratulations in the past this is a fun one all right in 1943 july 28th president franklin d roosevelt announced the end of coffee rationing okay i don't know why i said it's fun i just think i think a little more quirky so some of these when i look up historical dates they're all like war based so in this one um they had limited coffee to one pound of coffee every five weeks but they ended it okay so wow amazing get that coffee get that shit done um and yeah, that's it. I'm going to go ahead and introduce this episode. All right. There, I've gone on long enough. Um, there's so many things happening now that we're open and I can't wait to catch up with you next week. If you have more to say, you can join me on the discord or write me at tell me anything pod on Instagram, but please enjoy this final episode with Michael Swaim. Yo, congratulations, Michael Swaim. Congratulations, Teresa Lee. How are you? I, Whose birthday is it? Is it your birthday isn't week? Isn't it your birthday week? No, next week then, huh? You know, I might have gotten that wrong. Isn't it your birthday? Or did it, what, I, you know, when is your birthday? I f- thought it was soon. June 7th. Okay, couple so weeks. you are just very, okay, I got it. You're, I, I, I have heard your preparations for your birthday, so you're just a very prepared man. I just thought it was very cosmically weird because today is my partner Jennifer's birthday. So oh. today, right now. Well, day. happy birthday to her. And sorry I'll for misleading the audience. Um, <laughs> I did, I will say, like, having not seen people for so long, I give a grace period of, like, three weeks now to say happy birthday. Um, and I sure. finally, I saw, like, one of my really close friends who lives in the bay because i'm up here visiting my parents um and we like haven't seen each other for over a year and we went out to eat yesterday since we're both vaccinated and i was like her birthday's in june actually like very around yours but i think it's like Mm. a couple days off but i was like let me get it but then she did it too fast and then i yelled at the server it's her birthday and the server came back (laughs) said let me see your id she showed her the id and then the server said no it's not and walked away but i was like but it but it's going to be like I wasn't lying. Like I was trying to like treat you before. Wow. <laughs> also, I can't believe that that's the vibe of the restaurant that they check. Yeah, I think... I've never had the birthday thing in port on me. <laughs> that's crazy. I think that she was like, you know, I think it would have been like she wasn't sure. You know, usually you're just like whoever goes first, you just are like honor the smoothness of it. But then I think when someone says birthday, I think she was like, okay. But then I was like, but yeah, but it was literally going i mean yes i know we're a few weeks off but i won't be here for that so (laughs) congratulations on going out so we switched places because i'm in la right now i know i saw that um yeah it's so funny um well yeah this is our set up an incredibly aggressive slate of hanging out (laughs) so i'm in upland california which is like 90 minutes from la actually okay and i'm still working my day job remotely nine to five but And this is the part you can congratulate me on. The, the good part is every night next week, I am commuting from Upland to L.A. Oh, to wow. To see a different, you know, 
friend that I haven't seen in 18 months, and we're all vaccinated. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Did I lose you? Uh, wait. Oh, oh, you're back. Sorry, I lost you for one second. Oh, I told the heartwarming triumphant part, so. <laughs> you said it. we're all vaccinated, and then it went out. <laughs> oh, and I just, I, I'm probably, so I'm driving, let's see, so three hours a day. So I'm driving 15 hours total to wow. uh, hang out with one person each night. So, like, I'm going to go see Soren Monday night. Then I'm going to go see Katie Stoll Tuesday night. Then I'm going to go, you know, and so wow, on. Wow, yeah. And uh, I was able to book time with a friend in person who's vaccinated that I can hug and cry with every day next week. It's going to be like catharsis overload. Congratulations. That is huge. And I like that you're like, because I, I feel like there's an um, an anxiety about, like, when everything opens, having to see people like random people first, you know, because it's like it doesn't always work out that you see your closest friends, especially when you're spread out. But it is nice to yeah. actually be able to enter back into society with, um, you know, close friends, because I think that there's the anxiety of like, I haven't seen my close friends for so long. But then the first things that will pop up are going to be sort of like, you know, random because you, you just don't know. So I think that's yeah. a really nice foray back into. I really, yeah, I really wanted to craft it and I really wanted to break my quarantine hard. <laughs> so like, I know, you know, cause I invited you, but you're up there. Mm -hmm. But uh, next weekend, then we rented out a theater. And we're all going to go see the big Lebowski. I know so that's the climax. Oh. I'm constructing my week to like ramp. I love it. It's such a, it is like, you are so organized I, in a way that like, I admire so much because like that's how I aspire to be oh, like you. I want to be like that but then I think my nature is like more messy so whenever I put um, things in order or schedule it's like a lot of effort so I think it's cool that you do that <laughs> but it's I don't know I think I look at it negatively I'm, I feel like a workaholic it's good to enjoy life <laughs> I or all I do is organize time sometimes it feels like well, I think that um, it sounds like it's a week where you're able to work and play. So I think that's exciting. I think last time we checked in, you were you there was something. Oh, because you, you had asked for the raise, but then it was there was like hope of doing this series. So was there any updated uh, movement with that? I'm curious how that's oh, going. Oh boy! Now this this will make a good climactic ending for our four week arc, though. Mm -hmm. uh, that completely got sidelined because. Oh, I don't, you, I, it sounds like you're unaware, but in some internet circles, like it was trending on Twitter for a bit and it's on the front page of Reddit and stuff, but IGN is having a, I don't know what to call it, scandal stuff, oh, stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> like IGN is where I work is having an issue because uh, we put up a piece supporting donations to relief efforts for Palestinian wounds. Oh gosh. Okay. And uh, in the middle of the night over the weekend, someone unknown at a high level at IGN, or at least unknown to me, uh, took it down and replaced it with an apology that we found, that a lot of us found, really both sidesy and bullshit. Mm. And more importantly, they didn't go through the normal process of talking with the staff or editorial or anything. Mm. They just released a statement saying, we at IGN apologize for the pro-Palestine post and we actually uh, think, you know, there's valid opinions on both sides. And we were like, uh, okay, Whoa. regardless of the fact that the bulk of us disagree with that, the issue aside, the big deal is 
you unilaterally took something down without any process or anyone's involvement, and you presented it as if it were the opinion of the site, which is made up of people, and we're the bulk of people. So anyway, the staff all published an open letter to our parent company yesterday. Very nerve-wracking. Oh, wow. Like, I don't really think my danger but it's just weird to sign your name to an open letter that's like the company's bullshit and uh so far the response has been really great we don't know how the company is going to respond but i'm like involved in like a thing Teresa. oh my like god I, I really that missed me i mean i to be fair i was like driving quite a bit of the last few days but i um i had no idea yeah. so you know how internet speeds are, yeah right? Well, I'm proud of you for speaking up. I know how hard that is, especially having worked at internet companies. Um, you know, one, we worked at together, but also just in general, it's like the politics of even working at all and wanting to be um, speak up for yourself, but also wanting to, you know, like have a job. So I understand that. And I think that's, I mean, congratulations, whatever happens. I think that speaks a lot to like you being you and being able to stand up for what you believe in. So I love that. Thank you. I was somewhat scary and but i'm really excited to have been a part of it yeah 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 man positive result it's it's but wild <laughs> we'll just go on the record and say i don't expect great things from giant companies ever yeah that's the i, I that's... assume you feel the same way yeah i don't ever <laughs> expect them to be like oh we'll do the right thing now it's unlikely <laughs> i kind of had this weird th i mean it's not a weird thought in that it is like kind of true but i was thinking of the movie chicken run so that's where this came from because i was driving through the city and thinking how we think of like chickens and cages versus free range which all you know whatever every stand on eating meat like I i'm not having that conversation right now but i just mean in general like we can agree that cooped up chickens is a scary image to look at but then i drove by these apartment buildings you know the kind that i lived in in new york city and then i was like wait a minute yeah. are we the chickens going to work for like we are the chickens laying the eggs like we live in these little holes and then i kind of had an existential moment where i was like am i in chicken run like i was like oh no but i'm uh, really glad that that's the movie that drove you to existential crisis doesn't get enough love everyone's always about wallace and drama they forget chicken run i love chicken i, mean, I it's always a shame think that about it's it Mel Gibson, but it's uh, still a good movie <laughs> I don't want to be a pie, but yeah, I, um, yeah. I think of that as like, it's not the, the work that we do and everything we, we put in, it's, it's, uh, it's not, we always get the blame when you're like the employee cause you're the most public person or whatever, you know, when you're personality, but really it's, you know, the check writers in the back that can step in and just say, JK, I'm going to put my thing out there. So it's, it's every once in a while it is at least when they show their card, it's, uh, a nice moment to at least not have to be the one to say it and everyone can clearly see what's going on yeah but. i think that's why more and more as i've gotten older it's got to be about the work like if mm -hmm. you didn't if you don't actually enjoy comedy or writing anymore you should stop and do something else you shouldn't just <laughs> produce content because that's what you do um uh -huh. and i just find that i still enjoy it so i'm going to keep doing it but i would ditch really fast yeah enjoying it yeah, because I realize I'm I'm never gonna change my nature. Like mm -hmm. I'm always gonna make seventy percent to ninety percent of my life work related. Mm -hmm. So I better do some work I enjoy, or I will be on my deathbed and be like, "Wait a minute, I was the chicken from Chicken <laughs> I fucked it all up. <laughs> Teresa was right. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I enjoy doing. I like laying the eggs. Uh, I just don't like when people steal them. <laughs> 
but uh, I don't know. I know it's not about laying eggs. It's about being a pie. Anyways, we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> but um, um, I know I'm really proud of you for doing that. I guess uh, something similar I'll share is because I haven't had any like big news in the milestone like share on Facebook way, but movement on things slowly that I feel like going towards my own work. So I talked about wanting to direct my short and now I've picked a date. I have brought actors on and a DP and I besides me saying it's greenlit like there was never a moment of someone else saying yes except for me kind of jumping the line of 100% being like it's happening and then realizing like if I say it is it is just like anything else it also could not but instead of being in that maybe zone my brain is fully like I'm shooting my short August 2nd I'm directing it and uh it's it's happening so I kind of it's weird to realize that like anything that ever happened Oh, it only happens because someone decided that yeah. it would happen. So I could be that person. Uh-huh. So that's <laughs> you gotta my. Take the swing. I'm that's so my proud of you. Congratulations. Moment. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's weird when because I know I said for a while I wanted to do it, but until I like get other people signed on, it still feels like I could just decide not to at any moment. So I think that was like the kicker is like to get myself really to feel it's real. I'm gonna start asking people to hold a date and then now i'm like okay well i guess i better do it now (laughs) yeah that is something weird because uh abe and i are working on and i think i told you this in episode one Mm. but you know indie movies that we've decided we're going to produce no matter what we're going to try and go out for funding and production deals and we have some triggers to pull but if it fails like it usually does um Mm. we won't we're going to pick a date anyway and make it anyway so we're like rewriting it to be really cheap to make and all the stuff we need to do and uh i find myself weirdly excited to finish the script because then we can like sign on producers and talk to actors and then it will feel real so nor the boring part like scheduling (laughs) and auditioning people and filling out paperwork i'm really excited for because then it'll seem like an actual business proposition i'll be like well, I am running a little movie company or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not weird how it's ha- like most of it is the bulk of the actual work is before, but then when you feel like you're actually like like officially working, it's when you're doing the other stuff. <laughs> all we have to do is lose our courage and delete the script, and no one would notice. <laughs> it could still disappear, like you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but that's true about... But we won't let it. What I've realized is that that's tr- like the fallacy of like, oh, if a big network executive gives me money to make something, even if I make it and get paid for it, it could still get canceled or it could still never air. So realizing that kind of helped because I'm like, eh, at any moment, you know, anything could happen. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't I at least make the thing I want? So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to stop being envious, which is good because it's a hard industry where you don't, you rarely get the exact slot you were aiming for. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that's one thing I always remind myself. It's like, if you think of even someone who's made a really big or whatever, like role or series of things they wrote, whatever they're known for, it's even, it's so rare. It's, it's where you're like, I wonder if that's exactly what they set out to <laughs> it, it, you, 99% of the time. It's not, it's whatever path open to them. You know what I mean? This yeah. industry is very interesting because even if you make it, it's almost always, it's not like I'll say, I'm interested in sci-fi and cowboys, so mm-hmm. I'm going to write that. It'll be like, oh, comedy took off, so you're a comedian, and you got a job writing on such and such show, and that led to a movie that's kind of similar in tone. 
So now your career is writing movies like that. It's yeah. so rare when you're like, I'm Wes Anderson and I just do this. <laughs> and everyone's like, all right, do whatever you want. The only like 10 people in the world do that. Well, that's interesting too, because you don't become Wes. Wes Anderson means something now, but Wes Anderson was just his name and it didn't mean anything. So it's even that's interesting because, you know, I'm sure people identify your work and they're like, oh, that's Swaim. But you to yourself are just have always been you. So at some point it becomes like its own thing to other people, but it doesn't change for you because you've always been you. Well, how does that feel for you? Because to me, it feels like I have always just, I feel like I could write not anything, but a lot of different things. And I've just said yes to the opportunities that randomly popped up and that's helped define my mm. style. I don't feel like my style came from inside me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that you, you're talking about more framing, right? But you do have a voice and the style, like, and the, the, what you find funny. But, yeah, that's interesting. I think I used to maybe mimic more when I started. Like, oh, I want to, you know, try to show I'm good by being shocking or, you know, talking about this or that or being political. Oh, sure. And then eventually just started living and then being like, what do I think is funny? And of course, because I pay attention to things like the news and pop culture, there will be jokes about pop culture and news. But I, I don't think I now I don't really start from like, what's my political joke angle? Um, but I imagine people still see it from the outside and, you know, will will frame it how they want. So I don't know if that answered yeah. your question. <laughs> I guess I just feel like I'm only right. I'm only a comedian because I got hired by Crack. Ah. <laughs> if I got hired by some serious website, I would have written very seriously. I'll do whatever you need me to oh, do. Oh, interesting. Universe. Yeah, no, that's that is interesting because I have a slightly different trajectory because I think I wanted to be a writer, but I got hired by Crack to produce, which I also was doing and I like producing. And then, yeah. so then I think maybe in my head I was almost like. Yeah, I am a producer, but I will slowly make you believe I'm a writer. So maybe I did kind of direct it a little bit more in in that sense. Well, and now and now a director. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm always like, please don't uh, think that I'm trying to get out of the thing I was doing before. I still want to do that, just more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, uh, exactly. I am too interested in life to only do one thing for sure. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh. There, I, so I have to, full disclosure, I'm recording in my car because I'm at my parents' place and it was so quiet mm -hmm. until this moment when now the gardeners are across the street, which is fine, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, that's life. Um, do you have... Oh, how's playing the playing us off. Maybe I, that's wrap-up time. Then. Yeah, we can wrap up. I, I wanted to share a uh, personal one that's not career-related because I think it's been fun Please. to... We've kind of talked about both throughout the series and I, I like that a lot. Um Especially because I think you and I, like, I feel like I've always respected your work. We've always kind of known each other through Cracked in group settings. But through this, I've been able to connect with you more one-on-one, -on -one, which I love. So to me, that's like a blend of personal and work. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I took, my mom came down to um, L.A. and then I drove up with her to the Bay just so that I could mm -hmm. see my dad, too. And my mom, I love my mom so much, but we, you know, always argue and have she just didn't have the same resources growing up to uh, all the tools of communication I do now. So I was really excited that we were able to get through the car ride. Like we hit a couple snags where like it could have been a big argument and I was calm. Like I wasn't trying to not be mad. I was just listening. And there were things where I was like, Hey, I don't agree with that. And we just talked and then I never lost my cool or felt out of control. And then we like 
got to a natural place of like, we're not going to always agree. But anyways, moving on, we love each other, which was huge for me because I've That's never, huge. yeah, I've never yeah. been able to maintain just like my cool. <laughs> so. But yeah, totally. That's, have you, let me ask you this. Have you, because, so like my girlfriend's an activist and she's very much about trying to get all our collective parents to update their views and mm. keep up with the times and understand yeah. intersectionality and stuff which is a very uphill battle. <laughs> are you tr- are you still in that space or are you like, it's okay to disagree? Because I think that's uh, also legitimate uh, space. No, I'm for because sure people always... people are formed by their, you know, yeah. era. I think... Uh, like, you don't have to agree on everything. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think I used to be more like, I need her to see my side. And now I kind of come at it from like, I want to share my side and I want to see her side. And if, like, generally speaking a lot of what I believe is shaped from uh, listening to people. So I tend to, I think, have a more research opinion. But but that being said, I don't now come at it from like, oh, you need to believe me. Like, I'm like open to her convincing me. But then what happens is it tends to be a little bit more vulnerable. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I, I totally stand for the like uh, convince someone who's totally opposite. But with my mom, I realized it was a little easier to treat it like, okay, well, like, I don't know if I can change your mind, but when I share my view and listen to yours, even if I don't change my mind, she feels heard more. So I have been able to, like, get her to see and things. And you're modeling, you're, like, showing her listening, and people tend to reciprocate, right? So that mm-hmm. encourages her to be vulnerable. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it is tough work, with, especially with parents who, uh, yeah, my parents are immigrants, and, like, they really did have a different experience. And many things I don't understand of leaving your country and, you know, living in a new country and when you're young mm-hmm. and having to assimilate. Uh, you know, there's just so much that I uh, empathize with them, but also it doesn't take away from other things. So, so I, yeah, I, I think um, I've grown a lot as well. <laughs> That's great. As long, yeah, it's just, uh, I think you get in trouble when you treat it like a sport or like, mm-hmm. I'm on this team, you know, like Trumpers or whatever, anyone. It, but I have this trouble with anyone who's just basically, I didn't do research. I don't listen, but I subscribe to this channel or this yeah. set of talking points or whatever. Those turn into very, uh, like, intransigent, upsetting, frustrating conversations. And I feel like we've lost this liminal space that it seems like you and your mom have found. And that's so great where uh, everyone has a different experience. So we're bound to disagree on tons of stuff. We all want to spend time with our family. Mm -hmm. Like let's balance this out. I think a lot of people have been having trouble with that lately. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like the common ground. Cause even when I feel like she's saying something just to poke my buttons, I'm like, I know deep down, nobody would just be like, I can't wait to get in this car and get angry. So it's like, okay, if I'm mad, I'll take a step back and go, our goal has always been to communicate. We're just frustrated. It's not happening. So even if I still don't really get it, I know that her goal is to, you know, be on the same page. And you're a writer. So everything is good material, right? It's (laughs) like, you wouldn't want to only be exposed to one type of person or school of thought because you want to write about a lot of interesting things. So you got to be exposed to everything. That's true. Although that is the kind of thing that I think would make her mad. Cause she's always like, Oh, you're just making fun of me. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to understand everything. <laughs> but uh, if, 
if by talking about what happened is making fun of you, then I don't know. Maybe look at yourself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I know what you mean. It sounds like what she means is you're making me feel self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, I, I get that. And when I felt that, I have to be like, is there a reason I feel this way? But, you know, you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a process. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so bummed I'm not seeing you in L.A. I may be able to see. Well, we'll see about next week because it's my schedule's all off. But um, it's been so cool to be able to catch up with you this way during this weird time. Sorry, my girlfriend came in with a James Baldwin quote, I think to say that we're wrong, or I couldn't, I didn't understand the meaning, but I'll dig oh. into it. Oh, okay. She was like, hearing us talk, and she came with a James Baldwin quote about <laughs> how you shouldn't always meet halfway, and you should fight and change people's minds. But I told you that was her stance. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I like that too. Look, I love James Baldwin, and I think it Again, also... she wasn't specifically, you weren't specifically saying your parents are, even you, you didn't even say you were talking about issues she's misunderstanding oh yeah yeah, yeah. The conversation. yeah yeah to be fair i wasn't like sure you know be racist like we weren't talking about that but uh <laughs> but no. i also think i you were just saying we have some disagreements yeah. yeah totally and i i will say like i think that quote is important because what it takes into account is like that halfway is different for everyone else so if you are that far away like if you're on the side of you know equal rights and kind of like a very standard believe that everyone should be treated well and then someone thinks it's halfway to be totally not then it's like yes get them over because that's not that's not really halfway you know yeah i'm paraphrasing but it was something like yeah yeah we can agree to disagree unless our disagreement is rooted in yes. your denial of my right to exist and i'm like well of course in that case yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what we were talking about necessarily yeah but if it's like hey i really like pepsi i really like coke and you must not love me because you never get me coke then it's like okay i think there's some room to discuss what yeah. love means to you and why you're so triggered or whatever <laughs> absolutely yeah um well, yeah. this has been lovely. Um, and yeah, I think just just like sort of because I feel like I'm so excited to hear like all the little things over the month that have happened that is there anything like kind of just a wrap up, but also like any long term goals you want to set out just so people listening. This will come out in the summer. And I think it's always fun to like I love to put little milestones out because it's fun to look back and go, oh, my God, I did that. Or like, oh, that was cool. Like, I, is there anything you're like, OK, this is where I what I want to do or sort of like accomplish, um, having done these little check-ins, like does, did it, does it change the way you view kind of time and how, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Wow. I really feel like I'm not, uh, eloquent no, no, me. you are. I was just <laughs> making, I was just sifting through my priorities. No, no. Uh, I, let me so. phrase that better. I feel like I was so uh, not eloquent. Uh, <laughs> Having as a way to sort of wrap up this series, um, I think it's been really fun to be able to check in and look at ourselves, but also like hype up our friends. So I'm curious if like kind of framing your last couple of weeks this way has, you know, changed any perspective or, you know, emphasize any way you sort of are approaching um, looking positively at the next few months. So, yeah, I'm curious how it's uh, changed or not changed your views. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I feel like my first instinct, which is usually my first instinct, was to set a deadline. Because you said maybe what do you want to accomplish over the summer? And I'm like, well, would that be the novel I'm working on to have that done? Or do I want to have the three right of the furry movie done? What should I say I want to have done? <laughs> but you know what? 
this conversation over the course of this month has really impacted me in the sense that my second impulse that I think I'll give voice to is, especially after the quarantine, and especially after how hard I worked through quarantine, I think is to, and I don't, I mean this in a positive way, not a negative way, but to say no to more things. Mm. Because I say I need to figure out that balance. And mm. that makes room for other wonderful things that I need room for. Um, like caring for my own health and stuff like that, because I really just go hard all the time in the mm-hmm. direction of saying yes to any work opportunity that the universe puts in my path. And that includes, which I've done several of this month, like uh, if a random fan reaches out to me and is like, I want to interview you for a school paper, I always say yes. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, what if they're someday a powerful producer and they remember that I was a cool guy and did their school paper for them? <laughs> So I am constantly doing, just because of after hours and cracks, essentially, mm. um, you know, weird interviews or like radio interviews for a lot of school projects and uh, guest spots on pods, not present company excluded. <laughs> I mean, obscure pods that people are doing for like their communication school mm-hmm. project. You know what I mean? And uh, I think I'm ready to upgrade my own worth and not think that that means I'm like shitting on those people when I say no that's mm. my I hate disappointing people but I think I need to uh rebalance my life and make room for some other things I love that's that how I've been and that is going to benefit everyone all around because all your fans are going to want you to succeed so whatever ultimately you know because you're not coming from a place of oh, I'm too good for this if you truly are using that time to do something you want like your fans will love that like they're going to love watching that movie you know what I mean like I think that's a really great way to put it that's true even if they're disappointed in the moment mm-hmm. what they don't know is that time went towards the movie that they'll like so yeah yeah you weren't like <laughs> fuck you I'm going clubbing like <laughs> yeah I mean also it's fine to go clubbing I don't know why I picked that I, I think- was gonna say also that sounds fun yeah, yeah I I'll think it's because I am going to Vegas this weekend <laughs> so I'm like that's me <laughs> um, oh yeah because I, that's my, like, I, I have to, like, schedule my fun, uh, which, you know, I'll work on. Um, no, this has been so fun. And uh, let, let the listeners know where to follow you, keep up with your work, uh, if you want to plug any socials. Yeah, the best place is on Twitter at Swame underscore Corp or uh, Patreon.com slash Small Beans or just search Small Beans on your phone on your podcasting app. Woohoo! Thank you so much, Michael. So I'm tell, um, Jennifer, I say happy birthday and happy early birthday to you. I will. Let's keep talking more often. I love this. Congratulations was created and edited by Teresa Lee. It's recorded on the Clubhouse app live at in front of an audio audience. Produced by Hoo Ha The Hoo Ha podcast team includes Ashley McAtee, Audrey Bifar, Maggie Ruth Austin, Kari Asad, Ryan Nettledorf. The theme song was written and performed by Hellrose. Thank you for listening.